Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's poppin', my dirties? It is Wednesday, September 28th, 2016. You're listening to Blazing Ride Backstage, and I'd like to welcome the Houston to my Ellum, the uh, Barney to my Fred, the Norton to my Cramden, the Ethel to my Lucy, the Desi to my Lucy, the Vivian to my Lucy, and... The Bluth to my Lucille, and the Sade to my Batter and Wah, Mr. Jonathan Weaves. Mr. Jonathan Weaves, how are you, man? Hey, man, what's hey, going on, man? Hey, 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 what is going on, man? What's all the popping? I like that. Hey, hey, hey. You sound a little like uh, the <laughs> lady from Four Non Blondes. You remember that song? Hey, hey, hey. I just went through puberty like ten times with that yell. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man! What's going on, man? What is going on? Oh shit! Uh oh, man, you there? What? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Phew. Oh. Jeez. Okay. So accidentally enabled uh, Siri there um, on the computer. It's all good. So, uh, well, I tell you what, man. I am I am one third of the way through a three wedding, three weekend in a row stint Woo! here. What do you think about? What do you think about that? First of all, I mean, you know, your hell has just begun. So you got two <laughs> more to go. I think you'll make it through. Nothing will be as bad as that. Ugh. You know, that wedding long time ago in ATL. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. But too many weddings, man. You are the king of weddings. You had to write a book about these weddings, about all yeah. these groom's main parties that you go to. And uh, But tell me about the, the, the first wedding, at least. How, how was it? Was it good? Was this one in the uh, Poconos or in the, somewhere in yeah. – not Poconos. This yeah. is in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah really? the Poconos. In Pen- yeah, the Poconos, the Poconos are in Poconos, Pennsylvania. Bro. Yeah, the Poconos. Uh, <laughs> and uh God, it was a good it was a great wedding, um, reception, wow. all that. Um uh but uh what is that sound over there? What's what's that is that your phone? What's going on? Yeah, that's my little uh phone. I I still receive text messages so there. It's vibrating. Oh, you got to turn that vibration off. <laughs> I bet you don't know how. Uh, all right. I, you're um, right, actually. I, I, I know very little. I, you know, my ringer, my phone ringer doesn't work anymore, and I don't know how to set it up. I should know how to do that, but I don't I, I don't even bother. <laughs> Just go to setting. Never mind. All right. So um, I uh, – uh, uh, oh, by the way, if anyone wants to uh, – Call in and um, uh, talk about anything, ask advice from – because a lot of people, they call 
Uh, they call John Weeks. They call him the Dr. Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the internet. And if you wanna, if you have a question for Dr. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, he is your man. Um, and uh, the, the number. Here to help. Yes, here to help. And the number is nine one seven. Almost, almost gave my cell phone number. The number is nine one seven three eight eight four one three one. That's. Nine one seven three eight eight four one three one. Make sure when you call in, you press the number one so I know uh, you're trying to get on the air. So I don't know what's going on with Weeks over there. Are you making a lot of racket? Are you fighting a werewolf or something? <laughs> no, I was uh, just combing my hair for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get ready for the radio show. That will look good for the radio show. How bad do your shoes smell right now? How bad do your shoes smell? Oh, <laughs> awful. I, I mean, you know, when I took them off, I, uh, I I sprayed them with my cologne. That's why I do that. I do that every day. I do it the, the time I get back from work, and then in the morning I do it as well. Just to, you know, yeah. disguise the smell a little bit. <laughs> awful. Um, so uh, everything was fine with the wedding and the reception and the thing, but... Um, I uh two kind of bad things happened. So one Uh-oh. is uh I go to play tennis with this kid. His name is Brian. I really barely know him, but uh we, but we uh see each other every year at uh the the bride's uh birthday party. And anyway, mm-hmm. um I asked if he would play tennis this weekend, so he said he would, and so I I brought the rackets and um and I go and I pick him up in the rental car and uh he were okay so i forgot about all this but um we <laughs> are we're driving around to try and find um a tennis courts and little mm-hmm. did we know there there were tennis courts right on the hotel property so uh <laughs> that was ridiculous um and then what happens is we're driving around, we're going to uh, um, the, find a tennis court. So I look up public courts, and the first thing that comes up is a high school. So we go to this high mm-hmm. school, and and he, the kid says, the 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 my tennis partner, he goes, oh, I wonder if they have a hot tub, dude. I love hot tubs. And I go at the high school, and he said. No, at the, at the hotel, and I was like, I really wouldn't be saying that around here. And there were tons and tons of children around, and he's cracking up. And then we are looking all over the place for tennis courts. We finally find them after we ask a guy, and he's like, oh, they're right there. And they were hidden behind the track. So we walk over to the tennis courts. All of them were empty because they were locked. So, And as we go over there, there's these like eight-year-old kids playing on the bleachers, um, and, uh, I don't know what they're doing, by the way. They're just, you know, jumping and up and down on these benches. I don't know what kind of game they were playing. It was very <laughs> bizarre, but we go up to the courts and they're locked. They're all chained up. We can't get in. And this little boy who was on the bleachers goes, Oh, um, you gotta, uh, you gotta get, get it from Mr. Miller. So he's saying we have to get the key from Mr. Miller. And I turn and I look at the, <laughs> the kid and I go, 
which one is that? <laughs> and I felt so <laughs> weird even talking to him. And then he goes, um, um, he's the tall boy with the gray shirt and the Y on it. And so then I was like, thank you. And we turn around and Brian goes, I'm not going to talk to Mr. Miller. And I said, yeah, no, me neither. We got to get the hell out of here. So we ran to the car, which we parked like a mile away. And then we finally got there. But I, I think, you know, let's pause the story for a moment. I believe we have a caller. So uh, put the pause oh on there with pants and let's see whom we've got. Uh, 917, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Oh, my name is Marvin Cricklefield from Lambert, <laughs> what? Vermont. Ma- Ma- yeah. Marvin. Who's laughing? Listen, you fellas, last time I heard this here radio, you was talking, this fella was talking about Vermont, and he said the people wasn't friendly. That's because we don't like you Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) This here is the radio show, right? Martha, put on the radio. Martha, put on the radio. Get it going. Hold on. I can hear my own voice on the radio. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it's I gonna be sing. an echo. I could sing. Oh, you go mean ahead. I could sing go a song. Ahead. Who is? Please yeah, sing. Wait a minute something. now. Well, I want. Well, wait a minute now. First off, is this that fella that was talking bad about Vermont last about a week ago? Yeah, that was week. me. Yeah, Vermont. That's but you said you did. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird. What, I, what the hell? You're from New York City and you're calling us weird? You folks are marrying ostriches and all sorts of strange things. How do you figure we're weird? <laughs> well, what? Sometimes uh, you, you guys are a little standoffish. You know, you're not that friendly. You're, you're really to yeah. yourselves, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, it, it's not standoffish. you got to understand. You understand this fella Trump is from New York, right? Yeah, of course. Trumper? Well, how the yeah. hell are we going to trust New Yorkers when you've got a man like that and want to be the president of the United States? <laughs> we got, we're a little nervous about you, New Yorkers. You don't, you could blame us? My Where are we going so much? Called Scragwell, right outside of Mount Pilgrim. <laughs> Scragwell? I thought we were yeah. that place. That's bull crap. No, no, no. It's about eight miles out of Mount Pelier. Very small. Out of what? Mount Pelier. You never heard of Mount Pelier, Vermont? What the hell is it? Uh, Mount Pelier. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's a great, great place. You uh, wait a minute. You're New Yorkers. Well, you, that's because you ain't. How many times you been up here, son? (laughs) I don't don't get what's so funny. I'm going to come out there, but I want to hear a good old Vermont song. I want to hear you yeah. sing a good old Vermont song. All right, I can do that. <laughs> I left my baby. She went away. I didn't know what to do most all the day. So I ate me some peanuts and some scrapple too. I was hoping she wasn't with another one like you. So I done cut some wood and made a nice little shed. And that's where I had to hang my sad head. I wrote that. Wow. Yeah, that's nothing. You got those rappers up there where you're at? You know what? I take it back. I apologize for my comments on Vermont. The no, you don't. Vermont I like you. Not only talented, 
But they're great people. Listen, fella, <laughs> I like the gig. That's why I called. I don't going to spend 25 cents on this damn phone for anybody. But I thought you was pretty nice. And you was, you know, I just didn't understand what you had against those folks. I have to you know, I, I was wrong. When I we take see it all New back. York, let me tell you, when we see New York, we see that, that fool with that hair. What's his name? Trump. And we don't like him. <laughs> I'm so, I don't know. You could understand what I'm saying. If Hitler came Who do you like? Know, you like New York loves Vermont now, okay? So we, we all love each other here. Well, you know what? Were you, you, were that, you, you were another fella, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. One I was, yeah, the other fella I, over I, here. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was letting you come up. I'm inviting you both up. <laughs> you come and see the, me. We're going to have a dinner. I make a beautiful possum stew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I, I'll bring some maple syrup. How about that? Some what? Some what? Some maple syrup. Ma- I'll put that in the, oh, uh, the soup. I like I knew I liked you. I, I knew and you. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring the I'll bring the duck butter. So since you're not a Trump supporter, Ooh. are you a Bernie? Are you a Bernie Sanders supporter, Marvin? Well, I was hoping for him because he seemed a little down to earth. But they tricked him. You know what? He didn't. He wasn't corrupt <laughs> they enough. So they had to let one of their own gangsters in there. But we got <laughs> that's like right, Hillary, right? Listen, like, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we got to go with the good book and take the lesser of the evils. <laughs> I, I agree. Another thing. I don't brag about this, but I'm an ordained minister. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, wow. Yeah, that's right. But the Church of Universal Life. We believe <laughs> oh, in wow. love and compassion. Praise the Lord. Love and... No, it ain't nothing to do with the Lord. The Lord's a figure of speech. It's praise yourself, praise the goodness in man. That's Forget true. all the that's Lord true. and. Allah and this one and humbug, that's all stories. We got to take care of each other, son. It's all about some cowboy boots. Well, you know, I don't want to insult anybody, but they are fables and fairy tales. We got to be living today. <laughs> You're right about that, yes. Tommy boy. You're right about that one, my friend from Vermont. Yeah. Listen, I got to go because my wife is giving me the evil eye over there. I'm supposed to make can. We're making right, candles. Okay. Right, we we make can- we make candles for the for the winter time because the sun you know the sun Ooh. goes down early. But uh, and I oh. plus my mule my mule broke the hoof. Uh, well, I got an injury on her left hoof, and I got to go out and fix that. But listen here, you fellas, you keep on doing what you're doing because. <laughs> Now and then I tune into that radio and I hear you, fellas. And I, I learned some things. i got to admit, I do learn some things from you, fellas. <laughs> That's well, not you. good. It's a pleasure and an honor, sir. And, uh, you know, much love to the state of Vermont. It's yourself. <laughs> you know what? I like you, son. All right. Well, listen but, here. I'm going to get in trouble. But you keep up the good work, and we'll take it from there, son. You too. The Thank good you. work you of the universal you take care. life short. Don't get All cast. Right. Wow. I, I'm, all right. Yes, sir. That's my last word to all you folks. Don't get captured. Wear your camouflage and be careful. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. Bye, bye, Marvin. Thank you. Bye, bye. All right. Wow. Well, weeks out. Yeah, I I don't know. Did you um? I think did you solve his uh, issues? I I think I hope so. I hope we came to some kind of a compromise that Vermont. You know, I was wrong. My statements about Vermont and. Uh, they're not so weird people. They're actually, you know, great people and understanding. And uh, you know, he 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 brought the olive branch to uh, make a uh, friendship with New York. I love it. I love it. You know, he's, I, he's a great man. He's a minister. He can sing, sing a hell of a good song and a good tune. 
And uh, <laughs> he loves the simple things in life. I thought you were going to say he, brought, he extended the Olive Garden for some reason. That's where my mind was going. <laughs> I actually passed. Uh, I was when walking. You your family. In, I was walking in Brooklyn from the tr- uh, city bike to the tennis courts, and as I'm walking, I see this uh, a garden, and it says Olive Garden on the outside. I was like, they really got to change the name of this. It was an actual garden called Olive Garden. Anyway, it was on Olive Street. Um, so. So yeah, so uh, so me and this kid Brian, we leave the high school where it was so awkward, and because you know it's the weekend, I figure it'll be empty. It was filled with like middle schoolers and elementary school people, and so we left those courts, and then we drove around for like a million years looking for another court. Meanwhile, remember the court was at his hotel, so um, oh. we we drive we drive around, and we finally get to this like dilapidated court. There's two courts, one doesn't even have a net. So we play on the one with the net, and it's uh, it's good. Everything's fine. But on the way there, as we're driving, the kid just goes, oh, that water is so far away. And he takes my open water bottle from the back of the car and and opens it. And I go, oh, you can, you can have the other one. He just, like, assumed that I was going to share my water with him. And then he ta- oh he, he's gosh. like, oh. He goes, oh, I don't, I don't give a shit. And so then he, uh, he then he closes that one and takes the other water bottle. So I'm like, all right, so let me just hold on to this water bottle, and he can have the other one that I brought. So right. we, when we actually go to the play on the courts, he winds up having like a blister pop, and he's bleeding, and he a- asks if he if I have a band aid, and I said I didn't think so. But then I was like, hold up, let me check my tennis bag after this game. So I checked the tennis case. And I had a Band-Aid and Neosporin in there, one Band-Aid, and uh, wow. he, he comes over to, my, to the, my tennis bag, and he, to clean his bloody hand, he takes the water that I kept and uses that water to, pour, to rinse his hand off. And I'm like, You're, <laughs> that's, that's my water. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, it's nothing. And then, so the rest of the time, I just am so dehydrated because I don't want to drink the fucking bloody water. I mean, how inconsiderate was that? So I don't want to drink the bloody water. That's incredibly inconsiderate. Yeah. Wow. I I thought it was a joke. That's ridiculous. Uh, This guy knows no boundaries. I mean, it's nice to be comfortable with somebody, but I mean, that's a little ridiculous. He ruined your water, and he didn't care. He bled all over it. Yeah, he has blood all over it. Then oh, I go. Oh, out of line. Very out of line. So, so then after the thing, we I drop him off at his hotel, which we find out later has a tennis court. So, uh, fuck us. But then, um, uh, I am staying down the road at the Days Inn. Uh, so I'm at the Days Inn. Keep in mind, I have nothing against the Days Inn. I stayed. I lived in a Days Inn in Glendale, California, for four months when I was about to leave L.A. on an extended stay program that they have there. So relax. It's not like I was paying nightly for a hotel room. It was a monthly rent. Um, yeah. And and it was nice. It was good. And so I got nothing against Days Inn. Days Inn is a good place. But right. it, is not, it is not a good place in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So <laughs> I go to um i i skip the after party 
to, after the wedding to get some rest. And uh, I go back to the Days Inn. First off, there's some lady singing outside another hotel room, like at the top of her lungs for like two hours straight. So I don't know what the hell she was on. Um, but there was that. And when I get back into the hotel room, I, I go to turn on the TV. And it's after the wedding, so it's, it's 11 o'clock at night at this point. I go to turn on the TV. The TV won't turn on. So then I called the front desk, and I said, yeah, so the TV won't work. Can you just tell me how to fix it? And I'm just saying so I can fix it. I don't want anyone to come, really. And they're like, oh, we're, oh, we're going to send a maintenance guy. So then they send uh. over a maintenance guy who comes very quickly, um, and uh, he did not know how to fix the TV. He was trying everything that I tried beforehand. So so he called the front desk and was like, there's nothing I can do. Uh, and so then he says, they're going to send another maintenance guy. So this was at like 11.15. The next maintenance guy didn't come until uh, like 12. <laughs> so I'm just waiting there. like, like And, and I, I called the front desk and I'm like, hi, uh, the the guy said that there was another guy coming. Is there? And the the front desk is like, oh yeah, I had to wake I had to wake another maintenance guy up because the first guy couldn't fix it, so I had to wake this guy up. And but he's on his way. So then this guy finally comes, and this guy looks like when I open the door, I'm thinking he's gonna say, I know you know me, and he <laughs> he reeks of cigarettes. Like, I paid for a non-smoking room. I mean, it was the same price, but I, I booked a non-smoking room specifically. He reeked of cigarettes, so when he came in to fix the TV, it ma- he made it into a smoking room. Um, so uh, the room reeked of cigarette smoke, and he's trying to take the t- he's trying to replace the TV. So he's trying to take the TV off the I'm like, it's fucking midnight. Give me a break. So he's trying to take the TV off the wall, um, oh, and uh, he, he can't get it off the wall. And uh, and he's like, oh, I'm going to replace it with another TV. So then he leaves and doesn't come back for maybe like, I don't know, 40 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, what the hell is going on? So then I call the front desk. And let me tell right. you, Stephen at the front desk at the Days Inn yeah. in East Stroudsburg, he had an attitude with me. <laughs> I call and he picks up, and and I said, um, yeah, the uh, – and he immediately interrupts me and says, yeah, so the, the first guy, he couldn't uh, fix the TV, so then the next guy came, and he's going he's gonna to just get, get you a brand-new TV. So, so that's what's going on. That's, that's what's happening. And I said, I don't, I don't appreciate being scolded for something I didn't do. Uh, and, and, and I told him, it's like – it's really late now, and I probably wouldn't have called had I known that it would, would start this nightmare. And I told him, I, uh, uh, you know, I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. This is now a smoking room, and and right. I'm like, what, what, you know, the, the, you're you're messing with a whole other thing when it comes to someone's health. And uh, he was like, right. uh, okay, you can talk to the the manager, Kathy, tomorrow. Um, and I was like. Okay, but I can't talk to you. And he's like, "Well, I'm the I'm I don't have the same privileges he does." So he gives me some bogus Gmail address to send a complaint to, right. which I did not I did not do. So um, I 
I asked when the guy would be back, and he's like, oh, he'll probably be back in a few minutes or whatever. So it is then I'm waiting and waiting. It's 1.45 in the morning. And, oh, my God. Uh, and, and I'm thinking, like, this is how I spent the last two hours. Uh, what, is, what is happening? I'm just waiting. I'm waiting, dicking around, waiting forever. Right. Uh, and just because I don't even even know if I was going to watch the TV anyway. I just wanted it to be able to turn on. <laughs> so then uh, I, I call Stephen at the front desk, and I said, Hi, Stephen. Um, it, since it's almost 2 in the morning, uh, should I just assume that he's not coming back? And then Stephen said, Oh, yeah, no, he's not coming back. <laughs> And he's not coming back. Oh my he, God! Are you serious? He, 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 uh, and you know, and he said that he couldn't, um, he couldn't get another working TV either. So, uh, so I told him to go home because he smelled like you said he smelled like cigarettes, and and uh, I just I didn't know if you were uh, had gone to bed. And I said, for, I was like, for for future reference, wow. let me let me know these things. Um, because I've just been waiting for a long time, and he goes, "Uh, right." But uh, you can you have that email address and blah blah blah. So finally, I go to bed. But I had like skipped skipped the after party to to, to go and do hood rat shit in the hotel room, and instead I'm dealing what? with this you know night of complete insanity and the the guy from Deliverance and um and then so on uh, Monday uh, I called uh, I called Dave in and. But it's hard to get routed to the same person there. I had to go through a couple different people and finally got routed to, uh, like, customer care, which is, they can't really do anything, but then they take down all the notes, and then they report it to upper management. And the lady on the phone was very apologetic, and she uh, admitted that the guy was incredibly rude and how, how that's the last thing she would want to do after going to a wedding and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she said that somebody from upper management will contact me and I asked when, and she said, uh, it depends, but usually within the week and blah, blah, blah. So I'm still waiting on that uh, days in. Um, but What? Come on, days in. Get it, get it moving here. Yeah, So, and I am asking for compensation for my full stay, because why Good. would anybody have to deal with that bullshit? What do you think about that week's? I think it's ridiculous. First of all, I think, you know, they could easily resolve this by just giving you another room. Uh, you know, yep. doing that, I, I think if the TV, you know, I don't know why they need to send two guys in there and they continually bother you uh, if they can't, get, uh, you know, fix the TV or replace it. And then uh, they don't notify you and the guy just disappears. That's the worst part. I think I would have been pissed about that the most, yep. where the yep. guy's like, oh, I sent him away. Because uh, you know, you said he reeked of smoke, and I sent them away. Yeah. I didn't want to call you because you, I thought you were asleep. They should have resolved it. Either he should have called you, or that guy, oh, the repair, second repairman, should have came up and said, you know, I can't do it. You know, at least tell you the truth. And so you yep. go to sleep, you know, that kind of thing. That, that's that's not right. They didn't they didn't follow up, and that's uh, unless you're holding the bag there. I think that's wrong. And I think yeah, you're absolutely correct in doing what you're doing, and. Uh, the service sounds like it sucked there, and uh, who doesn't have a spare TV? And, you know, TVs just don't break like that. I, I don't know how they couldn't fix the TV. What the hell happened? 
I don't know. It just it like it just wouldn't turn on, and uh, it, it just kept on having like a, a red flashing light. So again, I don't even know if I was gonna watch it. All I was thinking was that one of the, my favorite parts of that wedding in New Jersey I went to a little while ago was at the end of the night after the wedding. I just watched some terrible Kevin Bacon movie on the, the hotel TV, and that's all I really wanted to do this time. Um, uh, man, I don't even know what that movie was called, but. It was terrible, but it was perfect uh, for that night. Um, that's, that's what I like about hotels, too, especially when you got it to yourself. You just, you know, can go back and do whatever the heck you want, do hood rat stuff, and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. But you weren't able to yeah. enjoy your room. Not at I'm all. For and then, <laughs> thank you. I'm, um, I'm wondering if I should tweet days in this episode, but then I'm wondering Stephen might come and kill me, you know? <laughs> I'd be more scared of that. Uh, you know, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. I am scared of him. And other people in that uh, area, uh, boy, is it just, I mean, uh, like I, I asked Joanna after leaving Pennsylvania, I asked, I texted Joanna, you know, from our, my friend from, uh, Connecticut from high school who's now in Pennsylvania and I said uh what um I said how can you live in that state and she said there's she said there's parts of it that I like that I really like like the fall and I said yeah there's parts of it that I like too they're called Pittsburgh and Philadelphia but the rest of it (laughs) good god man and I went to um a uh gas station to get water that wound up getting bloodied and uh this lady the cashier at the gas station she was uh she was talking to some guy who was buying cigarettes and the guy was buying cigarettes and he she the lady who's working there goes no i don't do it i just light incense and uh the guy goes oh yeah i don't mess with that uh that crap and she said he said, "Oh yeah, you don't me- you don't mess with that." And I I use the good stuff. And he says, "No, nah, I don't mess with that. It uh it screws with my sinuses." And she goes, "Oh, you won't light incense, but you'll buy cigarettes, huh?" And then the guy just walks out. And uh, and then she goes, "I guess no one appreciated that." And I said, "No, that was that was pretty good. I liked it." And uh, and then I'm I'm telling her that my fitness sponsor gave me some incense for my birthday from Japan. And she goes, she said she was in Japan once, and she starts talking about caves and, and the night and incense and caves. And, and I'm sure that the guy behind me just wanted to, to pay. But, uh, but man, uh, you know, they don't have much to do in uh, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's a whole lot of dusting in Pennsylvania, quite frankly. When I used to drive back from Missouri, Actually, it was interesting. I used to go through Indiana, Missouri, um, and parts of Ohio, but Pennsylvania was the worst, especially when you're going yeah. through, like, Wilkes-Barre and uh, yeah. uh, I forget what else, but you're going through that, like, really expanse of nothingness. It's just greenery, and then when you get off one of those truck stops, uh, it seems like you're going back in time to the 1970s or something like that, and uh it's, it's a little scary to me, especially when you you know you're the outsider. Uh, yeah. It, it's hold on. I don't know. Philly's, Philly's a great place, though. Well, hold on. John Weeks, do you know what time it is? 
Oh my God, the Hamas of War Time. Oh my God. Yeah. The oh, are going to get. oh yeah. Oh, great one. This is a great one. Yeah. Look at that brass section. Oh, yeah. child, things are gonna get easier. Oh, child, things are gonna get better. Stop fooling. Oh, child, things are gonna get easier. Uh. Ooh, that was good. That was a good Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. What's what's going on with you, Sire Man? Oh, it's just been one of those fucking days from hell. You know him. Yep, yeah. I know. The kind of day that makes East, the kind of days that make East Stroudsburg look good. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say East New York. And I was like, no. nothing can make that look good. No. no, we used to spend a lot of time out at Marshall's Creek, which is just up the up little, literally the next little burg over from East Stroudsburg. We sort of liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it, you know was when it you're during... doing that like summer camp lake thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a little too too gringo <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Where are you now? Where are you now that I need you? I'm in you? my kitchen. <laughs> and what are you, what are you wearing? I've got a striped shirt on and no damn drawers. <laughs> just just a large t-shirt dress thing. Free, free balling. <laughs> Woo. All right. Yep, Who have you got? Internal time. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> for us tonight, for for your first hot mess. Okay, my first hot mess is the asshole that thought it was a great idea to pay the hundred bucks at the Yankees game to propose to his girlfriend and then lose the fucking ring. Oh. You saw that, right? Oh. No. Yeah. What happened? It was on. Oh, Google on that street. shit. Google okay. that shit. He paid. You can pay a hundred dollars. To like, you know, have your engagement, your your popping the question be shown on the jumbotron. So mm-hmm. he does it. He gets down. He opens up the box, and there's no fucking ring. And then they spend the next like ten minutes looking for the ring, and they keep going back from the ball game to them looking for the ring. And she's <laughs> getting angrier and angrier, and then finally somebody like found it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seemed like they, a good idea on paper. How did they find it in the in a huge stadium like that? I don't know. Somebody probably finally moved their foot thinking they were going to be able to get away with it. <laughs> well, I know that at the Mets game when we did Andrew Mandrew's bachelor party, uh we uh we that's it's free. It was free at City Field to have it on the jumbotron just say like congratulations Andrew and Stacy or whatever. And it said yeah. it, and most of us missed it. This kid, Jesus, saw it. Uh, Weeks, did you see it? I didn't see it. I did not see it, no, but I saw Jesus say it, and I think I saw the real end of it, the quick quick end of it. But it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then they got divorced. So uh, well, who is your second? That's probably why it's free. <laughs> <laughs> who is your second on mess, sire mine? My second hot mess is... <laughs> Gladys Knight's son. Uh-oh. Have you heard about Ooh. this a-hole? No, what's no. she do? It's, 
it seems he opened a chain of Gladys Knight chicken and waffles restaurants in Atlanta. And now the IRS is after him, suing him for tax evasion and fraud. And he's like a million dollars in the hole. So Gladys decided, well, let me nip this in the bud. She's suing her son to have her name taken off all the restaurants and for him to cease and desist using images of her. To which this lovely boy responded by claiming that she's mentally incapacitated and can't speak for herself at this point. Wow. Which is not the case at all. So if Gladys don't take him out, some black mama in Atlanta will. (laughs) Because you know what they say. They say, I brought your ass into this world, and God damn it, I'll take it out. Damn right. That's that's a motto of women down there. Wow. Yep. I'm imagining Mama from Mama's family taking him out. You know, little Vicky Lawrence. Yep. There you go. There you go. And who is your third midnight train of Georgia? Well, I think this. Well, that's yeah. This this he pulled a lot of midnight trains, and they weren't just (laughs) in Georgia. Uh-oh. But does the number 12,775 ring a bell for you? Is that no. Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt Chamberlain. No. Warren Beatty. In an AARP article saying, well, you know, I didn't get married till 54, so you do the math. <laughs> that literally comes down to like, 161 a year. Oh my god. During that period that he was sexually active. Oh I my. feel like I feel like a man had to have slipped in at some point in that large oh, number. Oh, I'm sure several. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure several. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you so, would you bang would you bang Warren Beatty Sire? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, he was fine. <laughs> but what about now? Would you oh do hell now? yeah! Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. All right. He has my turtle time ass. <laughs> Are you guys um, lubed up and ready to joke off? Yep. He wasn't no. Dick Tracy for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Different strokes to rule the world. That's how my dad does it. Let's go rule the world. <laughs> I hear that spit going on over there. All right. Uh, week, week, kick us off, brother. Yes, sir. This week in the first presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, Donald Trump said his best feature is his temper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And mic and drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was just the most ridiculous. And then wasn't that when her response to that when they came, when Lester Holt, you know, finally reclaimed half a testicle and came back to her and said, well, what do you think about that? Isn't that when she sort of went, Woo! and then did like a little yeah. shimmy dance? Yeah, the shimmy, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the finest moment of the show, actually. And it was indeed a show. Let's not kid any fucking buddy. 
because there really was nothing of substance that came out of that at all. No, yeah, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the debate, the suit Donald Trump wore in the first presidential debate was made by factory workers in China, while the one Hillary wore was made by elves at the North Pole. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like that bad. <laughs> I don't know. A little, little Santa Claus going on there. Okay. Well, Ronan Farrow paid tribute to his deceased brother Thaddeus for the touching letter this week, while Woody Allen paid tribute by touching Ronan. <laughs> uh-huh. I am looking forward to this new Woody Allen show, though. Oh, the one on uh, Amazon Prime? Yeah, the one that's going to be on Amazon with Elaine May and Miley Cyrus. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be everything. When is, that, when is that coming out? I don't know. They're not showing a date, but they're running those little blurb ads for it already. Ooh. And um, how, But I remember you say you don't have a smart TV, so what device have you got hooked up to your television? We've got the That's stick. Right. We just haven't hooked it up. Oh, wait, is that. it a – what kind of stick? Fire? It's whatever the Amazon thing was. Oh, okay. Fi- yeah, the fire stick, the Gary Yeah, the Busey fire one. stick. Oh, yeah, they rub, my, they rub my knees together and I can get Netflix. Ooh, that fire. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, it, you don't really need to hook it up. You just put it, put it in, plug it in the hole. Yeah, you know? boy, come on. <laughs> no, there's no, there's a plug and an outlet and everything that came with the little oh. box. Oh God. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> car- carry us, carry us on, weeks. Sir, Donald Two One Zero, the musical, a new show at Theater Eighty in New York is heavy on drama and Tory spelling disses. Is not heavy, however, on audience members. <laughs> really? Because I haven't even heard of it till now. <laughs> and you know yeah. me. No, I'm all about, you know me. I'm all about the theater. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, last week Eli Polofsky told me that he he works for a, a ticket a seat filling company, and he told he was getting ready to uh, offer me free tickets to things, and then he realized that he was going to I was going to the same wedding he was. But he uh, was going to offer me tickets to Ace Freely at the PlayStation Theater or 90210 The Musical at Theater 80, which both both sound miserable. And also, Theater 80 is home of the Living Now AA meeting. It was one of my first AA meetings. It was one of the kind of traditional ones that I I can't tolerate, though. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. New Jersey Bridgegate witness David Wildstein said this week Chris Christie backed lane closures. He said he knows because he saw Christie blocking the traffic himself. (laughs) (laughs) The screen door slams. Boom. Speaking of boom... Donald Trump said he wanted people to call Sean Hannity so much during the debate that I thought he meant to call the Ghostbusters. (laughs) 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 Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! (laughs) 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 (la
Okay. Whoa, I just got Rick rolled. You got a wood. No, Rick rolled. Oh, shit. Houston, we may have a problem. (laughs) Pat Oswald got candid about his wife's death this week on Conan. He said that no matter how bad his life gets, it can't be as bad as Randy Richards would be without Conan. Ooh. <laughs> You're right about that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> Weeks, your your delivery on that was insane. I think Trump has really gotten to you. You're like, his wife's death to speak on Conan. You're like yelling cheerfully about about a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I got a great yeah. temperament. Don't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> a, a rare black moon A rare black moon is gracing our skies this Friday That is until the police shoot it Oh, my God. oh I thought it was sweet brown <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that nope. James Franco's next project is a movie about the gay porn industry or a documentary on Franco's life. Uh, <laughs> I love him. Me too. I love him and his big dick. You've seen his dick? Yeah, haven't you? No, where is it? Where can I find it? Huh? It's all over the place. You got to send me a link. Yeah. <laughs> I can send you a cube. You gotta send me him. Send me Franco. I don't uh, care what weird installation. He is yeah, fine. And you know what? Sire, have you heard of this new movie Goat? Yeah. Goat. Yeah. So there's a scene where James Franco and Nick Jonas shake each other's hands like give each other dap and I yeah. nearly uh my pants nearly uh just burst it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have, 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 I'm, I'm sure they did a little method acting to get that scene right too, if you know what I mean. I don't know about that, but it is excellent. You must see it. You would, I think it's it is, it's dark and twisted, but I think you would love it, sire. Well, you saw the movie where James sucks dick, right? No, I don't see. I no. Are you talking about the interior leather bar? No, 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 no. It's the movie that he did about the uh, life of the poet that was gay. Oh, Allen Ginsberg? No, 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 no. No, he plays the poet, and he leaves, like, the farm town. And the reason he leaves the farm town is he's, like, caught blowing, you know, one of the farmers in in their pickup truck. And he blows him? It re- well, really he, blows it? I'm telling you, he goes down on something that looks exactly like it's a schlong. Okay. Well, I, I need you to send me several links tonight. Several links. Yeah. I think he directed it as well. It played at IFC. Oh, I wonder if it's, is it one of, is it like Palo Alto, one of those movies, one of his uh, stories, things? 
No, because it's it's based on a true story of of this poet. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to find out. All right. Yeah. It's not. Oh, oh, wait a second. Is it the one with um Robert Duvall? Uh, I don't know. Because oh. he plays a gay guy, and it's like a it's like a western, and Franco plays a gay his gay son. No, 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 no. Nope. nope. This is like set <laughs> in and out of like New York City. He's becoming popular. His fame is catching up with him, but he knows his secret is he's a cocksucker, and he doesn't want that to come out. It's like totally based on a famous like. I think the guy like even drank himself to death, or he committed suicide. He was a famous poet in the thirties, forties, and fifties. It's not the it's not the one where he plays Allen Ginsberg, the gay poet. It's a different gay poet movie. No, yes. There's two gay poets. How many gay poets can James Franco play in one lifetime? I don't know. Apparently, all of them. <laughs> okay. Weeks. <laughs> All right. Olivia Wilde this week tweeted a Hillary campaign ad that attacks her opponent's sexism while in the same tweet announcing she's going to have a daughter. In response, Donald Trump said, Look, I know that fetus. I have known that fetus for many years. She has said horrible <laughs> things about me, and that fetus is a fiddly, fiddly loser. <laughs> <laughs> big league, big league, big league, big league. What? <laughs> I think it's called the Broken Tower. Ooh, how we want to you? And it says the truth <laughs> is indecent. American black and white Ooh. film, written, directed, and produced. Out. The broken tower. Yes, Hart Crane is who it's based on. Hart Crane. You have to read. Didn't you have to read something by him back in school? We never. did. No, never. No. Biography of an American poet, Hart Crane, who committed suicide at the age of 32 by jumping off the steamship, the SS Arizaba. Ooh. And then he became quite famous. Wow. You know, like most poets, wow. the work takes off after their lifetime. Yeah, or artists like Van Gogh or authors yep. like John Kennedy yep. Toole, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a dark little grommet. I really liked it. It was a moody little sucker. Oh, I got to I got to look that shit up. Yeah. You better ask your cousin. Yeah, he be, <laughs> he be sucking you be sucking dick is about out in the farmyard in a pickup truck and overalls. <laughs> I hope somebody just tuned in at that moment. <laughs> He'd be sucking dick in the farmyard in overalls. I love it. In a pickup truck. <laughs> All right, sire. Continue us along. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I was looking that up while you were talking about poor Olivia Wilde. When wedding attender Seth Friedland reserved a room in the Huntley Hotel in Santa Monica, California, he made one request, fill the room with Jeff Goldblum photos. Until John Weeks, unlike John Weeks, who fills his room with photos of Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, 
<laughs> now, I like both of them in, a, in very odd ways. <laughs> we do your do your bobcat impression again? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Who are you gonna call? I think I think Bobcat Goldthwait should have been dating. Uh, oh my God, her name just went out of my head. Whoopi, Catwoman. Because I'm old. Uh, Trim Spa, baby. Ooh. Uh, Suzanne. Oh, No, no. Suzanne Trim Spa, Nicole. baby. Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole. Can you imagine oh. the conversations they could have had with him, like on and her like. Ugh. Oh, it would have been yeah. epic. It would have been. I love it would that. Sound, it would sound I like. I You know, that's the. Do you, she's actually quite quotable. You know, my favorite quote of hers is. What's that? And I guess in what is To me, that that coupling would sound like Jay Leno interviewing Quentin Tarantino. That's the kind of yeah. sound that would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wikimons. Yes, sir. 28-year-old Florida man, Patrick Bruce, yesterday dumped a cup of semen over a woman at Panera yesterday. The Panera manager assured the woman that it's just one of their new snoops. (laughs) (laughs) Cream of broccoli. (laughs) Cream of broccoli. Cream of cockley. Cockley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A man registering a man registering as a sex offender at a Seattle sheriff's office masturbated in the lobby while he waited. He just wanted to prove to the cops that he's the best damn sex offender out there. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah. Oh, Things are going to get oh, yeah. oh, great one. This is a great one. Yeah, look at that brass section. Oh, yeah. child. Things are going to get easier. Oh, child. Things are going to get better. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my it's like the God. worst karaoke night <laughs> in history. That's oh, so man. Good. Oh, okay, man. Buddies. Ciao, ciao. All right, Sire. Have a good night, Sire. Ciao. Good Hope you find your draws. Yeah, what the hell are you need draws for? I don't need no drawers. <laughs> the dog better be nervous. Because right. I'm tired of me, 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 I'm tired of me, 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 I'm tired of me, I'm tired of me. Things are going to get brighter. Oh, child. I know you know me. I know you know me. I know you know me. He said that and he hung up. Um, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> he got that right. So, uh, anyway, I was saying that, you know, I have this horrible night at the hotel and I called it days and I'm waiting on it and the word from him. Um, but then now I, I gotta I gotta go to the next wedding 
in uh, on uh, oh. Friday. I, I honestly do not know if I fly out tomorrow or Friday. I am so fucked up with all these weddings. Too many weddings. Are you- Why do they have to be all in a row? Why can't they all get married on the same day? Just do it all one shot. Right. I agree. I agree. I Listen, where are you going next for your next wedding? Is it, are you staying there or is it in St. Louis? St. Louis. I'm staying at the – I don't even know where I'm staying. I think I'm staying at the Double Tree in some oh town. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to uh, be a disaster. Too much. It's, it's too much. Just have them all in the same week or something so that you can just schedule a week of weddings. Why do they have to be all separate like this? There's another thing. i got to talk to you about this. The, the the wedding after party, like, you know, after the reception, there's sometimes a party afterwards. I totally disagree with it. I think it's the, a travesty of all travesties. Your party is had the ceremony. You know, if you're a groomsman, you were at the stag party or bachelor party or if you know, there's uh, females, you know, then the, the ladies' party. Then you go to the, yeah. uh, the actual ceremony. Then you have a reception. Then you have an after party? This is ridiculous. I'm it is. I'm against. I, I completely agree. I mean, look at the. Remember, I told you about Michelle Kinney's wedding. I, I'm walking her mother down the aisle. I'm there from what the things, the rehearsal thing started at what? Uh, it was at five or six. I think it was at. I think it was at six. So I have to be there from like five thirty, five thirty, and then at the end of the night. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's 3 a.m. I'm leaving the after party at the watering hole. So what's that? So it's like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, th- I'm there for 10 fucking hours, man. 10 hours, one wedding, one night. How absurd is that? You know, just think about it. That's 10 hours straight. How do they think people are going to survive, let alone be sane at the end of the night? It's, it's asking too much. It's overkill. If you really want it to spill over, have like a you know brunch the next day or something like that. The after party yeah. after the reception, there should be none of that. I want to go to bed. Well, well, that then then they have the goddamn brunch the next day. They always have the brunch the next day. That's another. Yeah. That's another. That's another party. How many parties do you need to celebrate one fucking couple that's been together for five years at this point? You know, Absolutely. it's not. I agree. I agree. It's nuts. I don't know where these rules started coming out of and when people started scheduling all these events, but it has gotten out of hand. Somebody has yeah. to stop this. There has to be like some kind of wedding council that ends this practice of hedonism and, and weddings. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, this this should be the the end of my book. The epilogue should just be a plea to please stop having these stupid ass <laughs> Destination long, destination weekend long or week long oh, bachelor yeah. parties in fucking oh, places yeah. like Puerto Rico and Atlantic City and Las Vegas yeah. and Florida, yeah. God forbid. But oh, it's just, oh. I mean, yeah, not that I've ever had one in Florida, but yeah, I can totally see Julian or somebody being like, oh, I'm gonna have my bachelor party in Miami. Listen, I told, I told you that I told Friedman, I'm not going to your bachelor party. I go to the wedding. I'll go to St. Louis to the wedding, but I'm not going to your bachelor party in New York. No way. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, a- oh anyway, it's, it is. It's, I like the way you put it. Completely out of hand. Here's my – let me see. Okay, so I'm staying in 
the Doubletree by Hilton St. Louis Westport in Maryland Heights. Do you know where that is? Where was that? Yes, I think I do. Maryland, was that Maryland Heights? Yeah. Oh, that's in Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Very okay, nice so that's where... Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's better than uh, the days in. Um, they give so... you a free cookie on it. Oh, is that, that double tree, huh? That's double tree. Good choice. Good choice. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Save me a cookie. Damn it. I thought I had a direct flight there and a layover on the way back. I'm looking at the itinerary now. I have layovers in both trips. Uh, oh, that was a terrible. Oh. Okay, so oh. I leave. I leave New York just in case Stephen from Days In is listening and wants to come kill me. I leave uh, <laughs> uh, on September 30th, so that's Friday. I leave Friday morning from LaGuardia at 6:43 a.m. So, oh. so that's oh. gonna be a fucking nightmare. Uh, but 6:43. Uh, and then I fly into Cincinnati, and uh, I'm there from 11:30. To, oh my God, what the fuck? Wait. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh. Okay. I, I'm okay. So I'm. I go from LaGuardia to Cincinnati. I get to Cincinnati at 8:45. Layover is two hours and 45 minutes, and then I. Oh. And then oh, I no. go 11:30. To, uh, flight from Cincinnati to St. Louis. I get into St. Louis at 11:46 a.m. It seems like an awful lot just to get from New York to St. Louis. All this nonsense. Have you, did you do that a lot? Those flights? I dealt with a lot of flights that uh, the connecting was in the you know, Charlotte in North Carolina. So oh. a lot of chilies. Thank the Lord you're missing that chilies too. That son of a bitch. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Cincinnati shouldn't be too bad, but uh, I think, and and you do have the hour difference in, in Missouri, right? So I mean, yeah, it's oh, gonna be a long flight. It's gonna be a long flight, but you know you'll be okay over there. San Luis is nice. This is the first time you've been there, right? Yeah, I've never been there before. Yeah, walk around, enjoy the city. Go to the um, go to the park there. I forgot uh, Central West End Park. Very nice park. Very nice. Oh, that's where people. Some people were staying at the Days Inn Central West End, but even that that was too expensive. So I had to go to the the DoubleTree out of town. But I figure if I I booked a rental car, so it's only a twenty minute drive to the town center or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you have a car, car, yeah. Come yeah. on, you know, and then uh, yeah, go to Del Mar Loop Central West End. Go up the uh, arch. Go, you know, do that. Actually, that's a really nice thing to do. Go up the arch and uh, you know, I hope oh, it's not claustrophobic. Go that little you can elevator. Go. You can go to the top of it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, you go in a little elevator. The view is spectacular up there, and then uh, you know, walk around the city a little bit. They got a brand new ballpark. I haven't seen the new ballpark. Uh, if you're ever near like St. Louis University, that's where I went to law school. It's a great, it's a great town. It's a a really uh, beaten up town, but uh, I think they're trying to revive <laughs> it. And uh, whatever you do, don't go through East. St. Louis. I mean, if you want to go through it, you'll be fine driving, but uh, you know, uh, you haven't seen poverty yet until you've driven through East St. Louis. So, you know, really? it's a rough area. Yeah, okay. it's like nothing you've ever seen before. You know, trust me. I, or I, I, I've never seen before, and uh, uh, it's rough. 
Be careful. It's All not right. what the East Coast has. Okay. Um, well, that sound. Thank you for the glowing recommendations. Um, <laughs> here's the other problem no, no, with no, weddings. No. The other problem with weddings is that all these great things that you're telling me to do, I'm not going to have any time to do any of it because I'm going to have to. I'm going to go to like some sort of party on Friday, and then another. Five, four or five parties on Saturday, and then another one on Sunday, and then I'm gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I, I actually get really mad sometimes uh, with the the groomsmen and the, 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 you know, the, the bride sometimes because uh, it just takes so much time up out of your day, and you want to kind of do other things and be free and kind of have the yeah. liberty to choose other things, but they just take up everything. They soak up the life out of you. They just take away <laughs> your freedom. I feel like I'm in this revolutionary war with them, and they just keep dragging you back in to eat, you know, what, hors d'oeuvres and uh, talk about crappy things that other people, and then meet strangers that you're never going to talk to again in your whole damn life? <laughs> We're going to wind up, you said, like, sucking the lifeblood out of you. We're going to wind up like uh, like vampires who have to, like, have to kill uh, wedding parties so that we can live and be part of our next wedding parties. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I hate to say this, but weddings have driven me to the point of insanity where I don't even want to get married. If I ever do get married, there will be no wedding. There will <laughs> nightmarish, nightmarish. They're, they're expensive, time-consuming. I don't want to get. I don't want to put my friends through that hassle. It's such a hassle. Well, that's what the one thing I really like about you, John Weeks, is that you tell it like it is. So the time that I'm like I'm thinking with Jesus's wedding, I'm just thinking, my God, this this is just this is a, like so selfish and ridiculous. And then you you just started going on some tirade about how selfish it was and the quality. And then you talked about the quality of life. Uh, I think that was another time. But yeah, man, weddings are fucking selfish. How the fuck much <laughs> celebrating do we need to do? And this isn't even coming from like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little bitter and whatever, but but it's not even mainly coming from that. It's just it's just fucking time consuming. Like if I am going to a wedding a weekend for an entire month, then when the fuck right. am I gonna do anything that normal people are supposed to do? Like you know, meet my own person that I'm gonna wind up marrying and murdering right. and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I gotta talk to Robert Durst. Um, I totally agree. He, he had it right. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ne- next thing you know, we'll be talking to Bryn Hartman. All right. So, what is your favorite scene in season Mag Mag feature main? <laughs> I am so sorry about that. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. Okay. Uh, Bane's main. My favorite scene is she's the main man with Amanda Bane's main. It's got to be when Amanda Bane plays this character, a uh, scientist actually, going into a remote location and interacting with a robot and her programmer friends and uh, seeing whether or not he, you know, he can create a relationship with this robot. And it gets a little too out of hand. Did you program her to flirt with me? If I did, would that be cheating? Well, wouldn't it? Caleb, what's your type? A girl? 
No, salad dressing. Yeah, of course, girl. What's your type of girl? You know what? Don't even answer that. Let's say it's black chicks, okay? That's your thing. For the sake of argument, that's your thing, okay? Why is that your thing? Because you did a detailed analysis of all racial types and you cross-referenced that analysis with a points-based system? No! You're just attracted to black chicks. It's a consequence of accumulated external stimuli that you probably didn't even register as they've registered with you. Did you program her to like me or not? I programmed her to be heterosexual, just like you were programmed to be heterosexual. Nobody programmed me to be straight. You decided to be straight? Please. Of course you're programmed, by nature or nurture, or both. And to be honest, Caleb, you're starting to annoy me now, because this is your insecurity talking. This is not your intellect. And that's my favorite scene, and she's the main, main creature, main to face me. Yes. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank wh- what um, what was that weird science or something? That was uh, that was from Ex Machina. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was that weird scene where he gets kind of angry because he's having feelings for the robot and uh, he doesn't know if she's tur- you know if if the programmer kind of turned her on to him or if she's actually thinking for herself and turning herself into you know onto him. Very uh, okay. Weird. It's a creepy movie. You yeah, you did it in such a lighthearted '80s fashion. I, I I didn't. But then when you got to the part about heterosexual, all that stuff, I'm like, well, that sounds a little more modern the way we talk now. Uh, so I got very confused. It was like you were doing the the um, USA Up All Night version of Ex Machina. <laughs> and that's my favorite version, always. Gilbert <laughs> uh, Godfrey. Yeah. USA Up All Night. You and Fogarty do very good impressions of Gilbert. I mean, he's incredible. How could you not? That, that it's like his his voice is always ingrained in my head. He's got one of those voices. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite all right. scene? To be the main I'm so glad you asked. I'm gonna need you to give me a letter from A to Z. Okay. Um, G. As in gang. All right, G. And then I'm going to need you to give me a number between um, 1 and 20. 18. All right. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. All right, so my favorite scene in She's the Main Main Feature Main to Bind's Main is from uh, the movie. It's called She's the Main, colon, Precious, based on a novel, pushed by Sapphire, colon, The Limey, written by Lem Dobbs. Now, this already, uh, I'm going to say it, it is my favorite, but I don't know what the fuck this is. It sounds racist so far. All right, so... The, she play Amanda Baines brilliantly plays the character of Wilson in the Limey, and she she says, "How you doing then? All right, are you? Now look, Squire. All right, I got to start it again with the Cockney trying a Cockney accent because it seems like he's got one. Okay. I I you doing then? All right. Are you? Now look, Squire. You're the governor here. I can see that. I'm your manor now." So there's no need to get your knickers in a twist. Whatever this bollocks is that's going down between you and that slag valentine, it's got nothing to do with me. I couldn't care less. All right, mate? Let me explain. 
When I was in prison, second time, uh, no, telling a lie, third stretch, yeah, third, third, there was this screw, what really had it in for me, and that geezer was on the top of my list. Two years after I got sprung, I seize him in Arnold Park. He's sitting on a bench feeding bloody pigeons. There was no one about. I could have given up, gone up behind him and snapped his fucking neck, wallop. But I left it. I could have nobbled him, but I didn't. Because what I thought I wanted wasn't what I wanted. What I thought I was thinking about was something else. I didn't give a toss. It didn't matter, see? This Burke on the bench wasn't worth my time. It meant saw it all in the end. Because you got to make a choice when to do something and when to let it go. When it matters and when it don't. Bide your time. That's what prison teaches you, if nothing else. Bide your time and everything becomes clear and you can act accordingly. And then the head drug enforcement administration agent goes, there's just one thing I don't understand. And that one thing is every fucking word that's coming out of your mouth. And that's my favorite scene. It's just my my feature man. Bang, man. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's. Incredible. I mean, the accent, the, uh, the delivery. I mean, I, I thought I was uh, watching a movie or hearing a movie. That was incredible. I loved it. I loved it. You should do books yes. on tape. Have you ever? You should do that. Seriously. Books I always. I, I I I I I just I I see a lot of my friends. They don't have great voices. They do voiceovers all the time. I I don't know how to get into it, and uh, they won't help me. So. Um. Well, who are these damn friends of yours? You gotta get into it. Come on. <laughs> All right, John Madden. No, I think um, you're very good at it. I'm not, not kidding around. I think you'd be very good at it. Thanks, but that was that accent. Whatever I was doing just now, I did about four different accents there. I don't know what the hell that was, uh, but I just figured <laughs> uh, British something. Um, so uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show. Then by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, hit the brakes, Florence. And uh, this one time, uh, I was I was at a play, and it was Rip Torn's uh, new wife was directing it, and because his old wife was long gone, unfortunately. Um, and afterwards, there was this cast party. And uh, Rip has this uh, perception that the cops are out to get him, and he's very uh, drunk. And he goes around the after party arm wrestling everyone, and uh, he's beating them all. And this was many, many years ago. But then it got to me. And I had the grip. And I beat him. And after that, he says, he goes, somebody owes me a martini. (laughs) And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch? (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna go on. 
you're going to go on national television to millions upon billions of viewers, and you're going to insult Rosie O'Donnell. I said some very things, a tough thing to her. And I think everybody would agree that she deserves it. And nobody feels sorry for her. But I have a great temperament. Don't you get it? I know I have a great temperament. But you want to know the truth? I'm going to say something extremely rough to Hillary, to her family. I said to myself, I can't do it because I have such a great temperament. And it's just inappropriate. It's just not nice. (laughs) Oh, God. We're all doomed. Good night, week. Good night, everybody.